Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. This is where I come to share things that God has shown me, that he really loves me, and he wants a relationship. And I wanted to share this with you because he loves you too. And he wants you to know the same things that he's taught me. I will share stories, testimonies, his miracle signs and wonders. Sometimes I will share wisdom, scripture, visions that he's given me. Maybe some music to uplift you for the day. If you're here, I pray that you are willing to take this journey with me. Everything I share comes from a place of compassion, love, and really want to encourage you. God is so faithful, and I just want you to know that he's no respecter of persons. He wants these blessings and miracles for you, too. Enjoy. Share with a friend. Let's all do this journey to victory together. Amen? All right, let's go. Are you ready for the next episode? All right, let's get into it. Hey, friends. I believe I touched upon Messianic Jews, and I do want to do a deeper dive. I really do think that's important to understand. But I want to dive deeper into in Jewish way of life. The Gentiles, especially of over here in the Western culture, we lack loyalty, we lack devotion, we lack that fear of the Lord, that reverence as a whole. Not everybody. I see it in pockets, people who understand. That didn't come from the Bible, women being equal. That came from civil rights, the women's liberation movement. And I bought into it a little bit growing up because that was my mom's era. And I guess in that rebellion, I wanted to believe that I was just as tough or just as equal as a male. But joining the military and seeing a difference physically, mentally, even logically, it didn't happen all at once. It took me some time to really grasp that I wasn't equal. But I think innately I knew I wasn't equal. I think I learned to have like a tougher skin to survive. I toughened myself, but that's not what God designed me to be. Femininity isn't a bad thing. To be feminine, to be the weaker vessel that's not a bad thing. There are things that men can't do either. As strong as men are, they weren't equipped to carry life. They bring the child because of the seed, but it's just, it's a different space. So men and women have unique roles. I had to learn logic from other godly men, from God, Holy Spirit, being taught, reading the word, 
And it's not easy because that's not first nature. That's not how I'm designed. So it was something I had to learn to do. And it's not always my first response. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm responding as a woman, as a mom. And that's what I am. But that's the danger, right? Where's the balance? And we can get defensive about that. But what good is that? Let's look at the truth. Let's move away from how we feel. This is not Leah's opinion. This was God's design. And he made us and he foreknew us and predestined us. Does he allow certain things to go on in our life? Yeah, he allows it. Is it his perfect will for us? No. Does he wait on us to see if we will turn it around? Yes. In some cases, it can be too late because the choices you make not only are destructive to you, but it has a ripple effect. And it can be destructive not only to your children, but other people who are watching us. Everybody's watching what we're doing. I think there's a challenge to the world. Christians don't look so different. We're supposed to be set apart. But tell me, how easy is it to discern if someone's a Christian or not? It's not popular to say women aren't equal. I'm seeing it more and more. Like, we put on this facade like we've got it all together. We don't need anybody. And that's pride. And God resists that. It's okay to say, I can't do all of this by myself. We weren't meant to. We were designed to be interdependent. And there's a reason for that. What we're missing is the fear of the Lord. And I'm not sure how much I touched on this already. It mean we aren't called to be obedient. That doesn't mean we don't repent when we veered off and did our own thing and we were rebellious. I'm going to go back to obedience is better than sacrifice. It's in 1 Samuel 15, 22. We can learn from Saul to change our own attitudes about obedience. If we love God, then we should be obedient to him and his precepts, his commandments. What we need to understand is disobeying God is rebellion against him. And it's equated to paganism and witchcraft. In Saul's case, it also is connected to a proud heart. And I believe I mentioned James 4, 6-7, where God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But we have to humble ourselves to look what is truth. Ephesians 5, starting at 21, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do the Lord. For the husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, 
As the church submits to Christ, also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one has ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their own body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I am talking about Christ in the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. If a wife makes more money than her husband, that's fine. You're building together. But that also doesn't give you carte blanche as a wife who makes more money. You don't. Rule the house because you make more money. That's not biblical. Husband, wife, child. In that order. With God covering all of them. There's more responsibility on the husband as well because he's the one, as the leader of the home, who answers to God. If we were really honest with ourselves and said we are the weaker vessel. We want a husband that will provide that security and protection over the home. I think we would come to a place of more fulfillment if we were just really honest about that. Now, if a man is the breadwinner and, and affords the wife to stay at home and she doesn't have to work, and there's no strain on the family, that's fine. You're building together. But that doesn't mean every Christian household is going to run the same way. We're going to shift gears a little bit. In Galatians 3.28, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, nor slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ. Galatians 4, 7. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Before I wrap up this episode, I just want to give thanks and praise for this opportunity. I want to thank you, listener, for being on this journey with me. I pray that you really hear and see my heart, that I do want what God wants for you, God's best for you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I pray that you return and listen to more episodes, share with your friends and loved ones that you think would benefit from this episode. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to prudentpeers at gmail.com. 
You know how I do. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Until we meet again, deuces.